good evening. We gather here in the presence of Almighty God to come and respond in good, to God's goodness, to respond in worship. And so I want to say welcome to all of us who are gathered here in person and also to all those who are joining us at home online. We're thankful for God's call to come and respond. And especially this evening on Christmas Eve that we remember God coming to us in Christ. A couple of announcements to share as we begin. There were candles as we came in, and so at the end of the service, we'll dim the lights and share the Christ candle flame with one another. If you're worshiping at home, I encourage you to find a candle that you can join us in that part of the service at the end. So if you need a candle, there in the back. And also, there are, there's no child care, but there are children's bulletins and crayons and things back there. So if you missed those on the way in, please help yourself and grab those if you like. No age restrictions at all on the children's bulletin. Well, God's called us to come and to worship, to come into God's presence. And so here now, this opening sentence from John 1. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. Glory is of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Let's join together in prayer. Lord, we do thank you that you are the one who has called to us, inviting us to respond to your grace and to your incarnation. And Lord, we also thank you for your, your gospel, the depth of your grace that has invited us over the last few weeks to look at our longings, to even have courage to confess our brokenness and sin, to acknowledge our dissatisfaction. Lord, we gather now with this hope and confession that in the midst of darkness within us and around us, that we can remember a light that the darkness cannot overcome. And so tonight we celebrate Christmas and we give thanks that there is a light, the true light, that has entered the world. And that our sin and the sin of the world, that no part of the world can overcome your light, Lord. So let us rejoice and let us remember your coming in Christ. And let us rejoice and hold fast to the promise that you'll come again to make all things new. To cast away the darkness forever. We give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I invite you to stand that we can participate in our call to worship from Psalm 27. shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Though an army encamp around me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, yet will I be confident.
for he will hide me in the shelter in the day of trouble. He will conceal me under the cover of his tent. He will lift me high upon a rock. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let, let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord.
celebrate God with us. It's an opportunity for us to receive Christ coming to prepare a place in our lives and in our hearts for him. So I invite you to join together in this litany of preparation and then after we do this together we'll have a time of quiet for your own personal time of prayer. Great and glorious God, through Jesus Christ our Savior you have shown us that the hoped-for time of salvation has come. Hear this good news of great joy. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Give us grace to cast away the heavy burdens we carry and the fears which cling to us so closely. In Jesus Christ, our Lord, the grace of God has appeared, bringing light to us all. With joy and confidence in his grace, let us prepare to receive him. Take a moment of quiet time for personal prayer. By your spirit, we ask that you meet us tonight, that you prepare our hearts to receive you, and by your grace, that we would find rest in you, Christ. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and we'll sing together. Come, the long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free from our fears and sins. 
God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. Tidings of the same How that in Bethlehem Was born the Son of God by name Oh, tidings of comfort and joy Comfort and joy Oh, tidings of comfort and joy Fear not them, said the angel That nothing you each other now embrace this holy tide of christmas all others doth deface oh tidings of comfort and joy comfort and joy oh tidings of comfort and joy i invite you to join in our litany of light we are not the light, but the Christ is the light, and we are called to be witnesses to it. So let's join together in remembering this truth. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. Jesus, the true light, brings good news to the oppressed and binds up the brokenhearted. We are witnesses to the light of Christ. The tender mercy of our God has visited us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Jesus, the true light, gathers the outcast, comforts all who mourn, and gives a mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. We are witnesses to the light of Christ. A time will come when the sun shall be no more, your light by day, nor for brightness shall the moon give you light, but the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your God will be your glory. Your sun shall no more go down, nor your moon withdraw itself, for the Lord will be your everlasting light, and your days of mourning shall be ended. Jesus, the true light, will come and make all things new. We are witnesses to the light of Christ.
Our scripture lesson is from Luke 2, 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Curinus was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because it was the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, 
For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Fred and Noel, for reading. That was great. Well, I'm thankful for a chance to share a brief reflection tonight with, with all of us about Christmas Eve. And I want to start by thinking of a common experience. I imagine all of us here know what it's like to have lost something. A phone, your keys, right? A hat, gloves, a toy, a stuffed animal, all sorts of things that get misplaced. The other day I was walking down the sidewalk, and I saw, I'm sure maybe you've seen this too, a, a, a lone glove that had been placed up on the fence. You know, someone lost their glove, and someone set it up there, maybe it would be found again. Well, that glove made me think about losing things and the, the sadness of that, but also the joy of finding it. And what I want us to, to think about is that Jesus, Jesus knew about the sadness of being lost and the joy of finding. Jesus told many stories parables, and some of his most famous stories were about lostness and foundness. In fact, Jesus tells three stories in a row, the story about a sheep and a coin and a son. In each story, each, these objects or this person was lost. A sheep had wandered away, a coin that fell and rolled into the dark corner of the house and a son who left home seeking the good life, but ending up miserable and alone. Each story speaks of something important being lost, and each story speaks of someone searching for them. The shepherd goes out seeking the lost sheep. A woman, the owner of all the coins, searches the whole house for her lost coin. And the father keeps lookout for his lost son. And part of telling these stories that Jesus is inviting you and me, whether we hear them for the first time or whether we're very familiar with them, he's asking the question of how do we think of God? Who's God and what, what is God like and what is God's kingdom like? See, each of these seekers, the shepherd, the woman, 
the Father, they represent God in Jesus' stories. God is like a shepherd who goes from, from the flock to search and find the missing one. And upon finding the lost sheep, picking it up and gently carrying it home. What is God like? God is like the woman who cares for her family's money and searches and searches the house until the precious lost coin is found and joyfully returned to the pouch with the other coins. What is God like? God is like the father keeping watch for his lost son. He's like the father who set out running as fast as his legs could carry him at first sight of his son on the horizon. Like the father who reaches for his son and embraces him and welcomes him home. Well, this evening I mentioned lostness and foundness because this evening we celebrate what the scriptures call the incarnation. The incarnation, God, the eternal creator, taking on flesh, being born as an infant to dwell with us. And what I invite us to see and to reflect upon, what I invite us to feel is that the incarnation of God is God seeking us. In love, coming and seeking what is lost, what is precious to him. See, Christmas is the good news of God drawing near and seeking us in the face of our lostness, of our wandering, of our chasing false hopes or false paths. It's God entering into our separation and isolation. He's entering into our need to be found and brought home. As we reflect on the incarnation in this way, I think it's worth us acknowledging that it can be hard, it's at times difficult for us, to believe in divine generosity. It can be difficult to believe in divine generosity. That we can wonder or believe and question, are we or our neighbors really worth the trouble of being found? I want to suggest to you Christmas, the arrival of Christ, is a chance for us to wrestle with that divine generosity. Maybe as we gather here tonight, maybe some of us, we feel we've wandered too far. Maybe we feel that we've been hidden for too long in the dark or even forgotten. Maybe we feel that we've wasted too much, too much time or too many gifts, too much resources, that we've turned our back too many times. Or maybe at the end we feel like it doesn't really matter. Well, Christmas is a proclamation to me and to you, to all of us, a proclamation that God sees us, God seeks out the lost, that God is the one who delights in finding the wanderer, the one who draws near to the one who feels forgotten, who comes with the promise that his light is greater than our darkness. And tonight we have a chance to ask again whether we believe such things to be true. Is it possible that God is a generous God who seeks out you and me?
Can it be true with what the Apostle Paul says, that God being rich in mercy, because of his great love for us, made us alive in Christ, even when we were dead in our sins and trespasses. What I invite us to reflect on or to feel and to, to see tonight is that the incarnation of God taking on flesh, being born as an infant, is the creator of the universe, your creator, seeking you because of his great love for you. This is the good news of Christ. For the story of Christ is one that is good news, that you and I, we're not the light. We're not the light. But does that mean, does that mean that the light has abandoned us? It doesn't mean that we cannot testify to the truth of the light. You see, the story of the shepherd, of the woman, and the father point to who God is and point to the good news that God took on flesh for you and for me. I pray that we may hear that story again, whether maybe it's many times we've heard it, but anew that this is a story of God's great love for you. Come to find you wherever you are and whoever you are. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the depth of your grace and for the promise that we cannot wander too far, that we cannot go too far into the darkness, that we cannot turn our back too many times. For you are the one who pursues sinners who, because of your great love, makes us alive in Christ. Thank you for this good news, and let us know and joy, rejoice in this proclamation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Tonight we light the Christ candle. It reminds us that Christ, the true light, has come into the world as promised by the prophets. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Those who follow me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. The true light that gives light to all people has already come into the world. Though the world did not recognize him, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. We light this candle because Jesus, the light of the world, was born this day, and he brightens all things. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns.
Will you stand with us and we'll sing together. The tender mercy of our God has come down from on high, giving light to those in darkness and guiding our feet in peace. The tender mercy of our God has come down from on high, giving light to those in darkness and guiding our feet in peace. I invite you to join together in our sharing of the light of the Christ candle. After we read these things together, I will come down and, and light the candles of those in front and I invite you to pass that flame back as a reminder of the light of Christ, this light that we receive as a gift and the light that we're invited to share. Let's read together. Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The true light which enlightens everyone has come into the world. To all who receive him, who believe in his name, he is given the right to become children of God. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do we light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand so that it may give light to all in the house. Let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven.
God's blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you his peace now and forever. Amen. You can go in peace. Merry Christmas.